Jesus, can I help? 
all rise to our feet, please. Amen. I said amen. Lift up your Bibles, everybody. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and I, I have a wonderful treasure. traveling thank you for your word that guides us your word that preserves us your way that keeps us your way that directs us i pray that you speak to every heart this moment we stand before you let your word rule in our lives anoint these lips of clay that i may speak your oracles anoint every ear that they may hear your word bless your people and bless your church and be glorified in our lives in Jesus name and everybody said amen look at you tell neighbor I'm happy you came to church today tell me I think you're a nice person and I'm happy to be standing by you tell me we're gonna have a great time with the word and your life will never be the same give me a hug Give me a hug. Give your neighbor a hug. So if you're already sitting, shame on you. Now sit on top of your enemy. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right. But the free peace and co. No argument at the top. No, nobody should fight to anybody. Something tripped at a point, so... It's okay. Ah, is it Bishop Pazzi up there? Okay. All right. Beautiful. Anyway, well, it's a blessing to belong to a church with youthful exuberance. Amen. It's a blessing to, in this church, if you keep coming, you will never grow old. People will see you and they'll wonder whether you are in your 20s or actually in your 50s. Amen. So when you come to church and dance, get into the dancing. I'm, look, I'm starting you to recruit over 40s into the dancing style. Am I going to find anybody here? Over 40s. 
I think I'm going to get Auntie Jane, Auntie Jane, Auntie Jane. She's going to be in the dark. She's, she's wider than all the sparkners combined. Come on! <laughs> Auntie Jane and Auntie B, I tell you, it's not going to be easy. Amen. And Auntie Caro. <laughs> That's right, that's right. I tell you, if you have to choose being an old, retired diplomat and being a young, exuberant, zealous Christian, choose that you want to be young. Amen. Choose to be young. Hallelujah. So, I, am, I appreciate all the the dancers that the, the sparkling, they made us very proud at Shomkom. Clap for them one more time. Did really, really well. All right. And also, all the, when I see all the children dancing in front, I feel very happy. Because Jesus said that if you keep quiet, you know, yeah, stones. Because the able was praising and dancing and rejoicing. I said, if you keep quiet, stones will rise up. So that if you despise the children, stones will be dancing, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll, be lying, you'll be lying in your grave. So appreciate them. If you can't dance, smile, just smile as you see them dancing. Can I have an amen? So, briefly, uh, we are, I just want to quickly talk to you about others. Amen. I said Amen. All right, the young people, after you finish dancing, now start to hear the word of God. That's also important. Church is not just about dancing only. It's also about the word of God. All right. So make sure you settle down. Sit carefully and calmly where you are. Don't be on WhatsApp. All right? And then also, chewing gum is banned in this church. Yeah, you see how sternly uh, Pastor Ben was talking. Very stern leaders. Hey. No eating, no biscuits. Yes, I agree with him. <laughs> no drinking of water too. This is water. Kato shaba kata satire. Father, forgive this hard, hard uh, pastor. As a water, then we beg. But if you drink, take the bottle away. But as for um, sachet, sachet, dear, we don't allow it. All right. Because uh, if you shouldn't drink in the church, it means that me too, I can't drink. When I'm preaching, my throat is dry. But I'm the bishop anyway. Are you still in church? So, briefly, I want to talk to all of us about others. Somebody say others. Life is not just about you and you alone. Amen. Me, myself, and, and I. Uh, amen. The extent to which I'm going is your beloved, isn't it? But life is bigger than me, myself, and I. Amen. Life, you are not the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Life is bigger than you and even your immediate family. Can I have an amen? Life is about others. Amen. This is a letter that was at, in those days when you had, used to send telegrams. The founder of um, what's the name of the, of the group? Salvation Army. 
He sent it, his people were going to have a, a all the pastors had met. And then they wanted, a, they wanted a message from him. He couldn't go himself and sent a telegram. And the telegram had only one word on it. And the word was others. Amen. In other words, he was telling them that ministry and life is not just about yourself. It's about others. All of us sitting here, we have our personal issues. Am I speaking the truth or not? Everybody here, you have your own sinyazos, your own personal problems, issues. I'm telling you, if your neighbor can engage you for five minutes, you may collapse. If he tells you tell you his problem that he's having right now as I'm speaking, you collapse. Hmm? Current ongoing situation. As she's smiling, wearing her lipstick, wearing the face powder, then her uh, uh, whatever, what do you call that? What do you call your hair? Pompidou. I mean, whatever it is called. All the, you have no idea the issues in his life. But you see, your issues, if you concentrate on your issues, they will cripple you. Amen. Amen. If you, on your, your issues will cripple you. Raju, do you have issues? Issues? Work? Beloved? No. Uh, you're afraid, you see now. <laughs> yeah, personal. If we can ask Raju to tell us his problems. It, I'm sure there are lots. But you cannot sit at home and um, cry all your life and say that until my problems are solved, I'm not going anywhere. You rot in your chair. I tell you, if you sit with your problems and decide that this is, how, what I, this is my issues and I'm going to get them until my problems are solved, I am not, you will not go anywhere. And your problems will also not be solved. Amen. So, life must go on in spite of your problems. Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, life must go on in spite of your problems. No, hold the person's ear so that the person can know they are talking to him. Say, life must go on in spite of your problems. Are you afraid of her? Hallelujah. I'm telling you. And then, yes. And then also, Kwame, what are you doing? You're working. <laughs> yeah. As you're sitting here, you are complaining that all you have, all the money you have in the world is 50 CDs. That's your complaint. If somebody gets the 50 CDs, he'll come and see Bishop Pastor for a testimony day. That they are, I have a testimony. I tell you. I tell you. So, life has many, many facets. And all of us are, are confronted with issues at every stage of life. And also, the other side of it is that some may also have a quite a comfortable life. But in your comfort, you must remember that it's not just about yourself. Turn your Bible to Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2, from verse 1. 
The Bible says, and this is a very short message, please. The Bible says, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Verse 2. Can we all read verse 2 together? Ready, go. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Seeing that this is nothing else but sorrow of the heart. Amen. Just hold on there. Now you see, this is Nehemiah. Bible says that he was saving the king. He was, he, he saved the king. He was a, a servant to the king. Now, in those days, if you are saving the king, you are a very privileged person. Am I talking to anybody here? You are very, very privileged because every food the king eats, you must have the first course. You must eat first. In case there's poison in the food, then you'll die before the king. So any type of food the king is eating, you are the master taster. You have to eat your portion and come and tell the king it's very, very nice. Okay, the king, the jollof was burnt, so I've commanded to make you another jollof. So Nehemiah didn't have any need. He would eat the, the food that the king eats, that's what he eats. He accompanied the king everywhere. I mean, Ghana president, they travel with their chef, their doctor, and then the three people who go with the president everywhere he's traveling. The president's chef, the who cooks for the president, and the president's doctor, and then, pardon? I don't know about the costume, something. So if you are the president's personal chef, you go everywhere with him in the world. You like to be one. I tell you. So you see, this, this Nehemiah had a good job. He's, he had enough clothes because he goes with the king everywhere. He had I mean, a good place to live because his, he lived in the king's palace. That's where he lived. He lived in the king's palace. He ate the king's, the food that the king eats. He, he come the king everywhere. He had enough clothes because you cannot save the king and wear rags. He wear good clothes, gold chains all around him so that he was a show-off of the king. Am I talking to anybody here? This is Nehemiah. And the Bible says, look at that scripture. A time came. Can you look at the, can you, uh, the NLT so they can take the English well? When he was serving the king, and the Bible says, so the king asked him, why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. A satisfied man, a man that was that had everything, and the, he had been with the king for a while. So when the king looked at his face, he said, "No, you are not. You are not sick. There's something that is making you sad. Why are you sad? Some people are perpetually sad. Every day, look at their face. Their faces look like the book of Lamentations." What a shock. Are you there? They looked at the book of Lamentations. If you look at their face, you don't have to read Lamentations. All the time, they're perpetually sad. 
Look at your neighbor, ask him, why are you always sad? Why are you always sad? Do you know anybody who, is, who never smiles in church? When people are saying amen, and look at them, mm, who is sitting by me like that? If you sit by them in church, you are in trouble. They will intimidate you with their face. When they lift your hands up, they don't lift their hands up. When they give them a shout, they don't shout. Do you know anybody like that in the church? <laughs> they don't shout, they don't clap, they don't stand, they don't smile. They are scary to sit by. May God deliver you from somebody like that. And may God deliver you from a problem like that. May there be life inside of you. May there be energy inside of you. May you exude joy. May those who come, come around you feel the joy of the Lord in your life. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Come and lift your hand and shout amen. Say, I receive the joy of the Lord this morning. May God make you a joyful person. May your life be a joyful life. May there be smiles on your face. May there be joy around you. May God give you dancing feet. May God give you a shouting voice. Somebody shout, yeah! In this church, we are not ashamed to shout. Are you ashamed to shout? Come and lift your voice and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you still here? I tell you, smiles make you look beautiful. Some ladies don't know how to smile. If your lady don't know how to smile, you'll not get a good husband. You don't even get a nice husband, but you'll not get. Because man wants to marry someone who's like a headmistress in the house. Oh, I shouldn't say it. I'm saying it. Apostas, you must learn how to smile. The other day, I was watching some of you in front of you. I wanted to come and pull you. Go and sit down. If you are, maybe either in your period or you have so much. I'm telling you because you can look at their face. Sometimes, I saw a lady say, one of the, you were standing. I said, you are driving away the visitors. You are driving away the visitors. What a shock. Are you still in church? I said that if you're a lady and you don't smile, you'll not get a husband. My name is E.A.T. Saki. I'm talking to you. Ah! Bishop Pazzi, smile too. Did they sell it at Western Mall? Have you gone and bought smile at, uh, what's the name of the shop there? The shop, the, the what? Shop right. Have you gone to buy smile there before? Smile too, you don't, you can't smile. Ah, but... I can understand when you say you don't have money to do your hair. I can understand when you say you don't have money to buy Mary Kay products for your face. But as for smile, dear, I will not understand it. I will not accept it. I say, I will not accept it. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. I'm not accept it. When a man marries you, the man is dead. You are more than you are more than a, a, a senior house mistress. What a shock. May God put joy in your life. Joy on your face. Excitement in your life. May our church group be full of joy and excitement. Shall your Lord say amen. Be seated.
listen. So on the few occasions when you are not when you are not smiling, then we can know that's a problem. I, I understand what I'm saying. The few exceptional occasions when you are not smiling, then we can deduce that this is an exceptional day. So the king came and said, You this boy, you saved me. You save you know the service your smile is beautiful. So the king has observed this boy saving him. Every time he will come, he's smiling. Oh, king, are you okay? King, everything, and smiling, and moving around, and so on. Look, when somebody is saving, a person is full of smile. It's beautiful. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. If somebody is working for you, and that person does it cheerfully, it's better than the one who is saving you and has squeezed the face, even if the one who has squeezed the face works better. I'll choose the one who is full of life. The other one who is working better. Yes. Say amen. Yeah. Jeff. Stand up. Eh? If your wife, you want to bless your wife, and wife has squeezed her face, even that nothing will leave you. That nothing will fly away. Let the, hearer underst- let the hearer understand. You are ready for action. Ready as a husband for action. And the, man, the woman has kissed the face. You just, you just said, look, I've ended the whole story. I'm traveling. I'm, I'm, I'm. The network will go off. <laughs> what a shock. Catherine Johnson, smile. I see you understand, you understand what I'm saying. The network will go off. What a shock. Anyway, there are children in the church. Let's carry on. Are there children sitting here? Are there children here? There are no children here. All right. Anyway, let's carry on. So the exceptional day when Nehemiah was sad, the king noticed it. Amen. Amen. All I'm saying to you as an introduction is that don't be someone who is always sad. And don't tell us that my, 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 my temperament is melanch- I'm melancholic. Every day you look, you are tired of this melancholic and because you are sanguine. That's why you're always laughing. Me, I'm melancholic. Hey! You might be a spirit-controlled person. As simple as that. Don't hide behind the temperament thing and then misbehave. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Amen. Smile to the day, sell it. I said, do they sell it? So why? Or you, are, you don't want us to finish, so you see it's more, more, more. Anyway, so Bible says that Nehemiah, the king